Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. What is going on, everybody? My name is Conor Lawler. Welcome to the week of Movie Mondays. This is the Hurt for Hair podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how's it going? In great form today, Connor. How are you? I am doing okay. There's currently a pool party right next door to where I am recording this. So oh, you historically hate fun. One, I have to hate fun, but I have to put it out there straight away that if anyone is like, is that kids yelling in his background? <laughs> Screaming children on They Connor's are different audio. from the ones that I already have in the dungeon. They, those uh, ones don't scream anymore, Sean. Well, look, you spent a lot of money on that dungeon, so I'm glad you're getting you're getting your worth out of it. Construction isn't cheap in this kind of climate. You have Especially to. with the secrecy involved. <laughs> You have to keep hiring and firing construction workers so they never find out what you're doing. You have to so, keep killing construction workers. I okay, look, let's not get it. I was going to say, let's not get out of hand, but I am, in this scenario, kidnapping and dungeoning children, so it's, I think it's already gone too far. It's already gone too far. We should probably move on. Yeah. Um, if this is your first time listening, <laughs> imagine this is like, wow, a movie podcast. Let me just give this a... Oh, Oh, oh Jesus! No. Oh, that's Jesus, different. I've had a hard week working at the yeah. FBI, but maybe I have <laughs> the old FBI factory. <laughs> One left in me. <laughs> um, so, Sean, there's lots of movie news this week. We have massive DC news for a second week running, and we will Two finish weeks? with that. 
two, two weeks, weeks of DC news? It's almost like this DC domino effect in that they release one piece of news and then they have to release more pieces of news. I mean, I'm not complaining because any news is good news. Yeah, I'll take anything at this rate because there's no movies. The, the dregs of entertainment. Yes. Um, starting with dregs. Yes. <laughs> Suicide Squad director. Dregs! <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that's what his wife says when he walks into a roof? Dreg! I keep telling um, you it's Greg. <laughs> <laughs> so, Deadpool's success, David Ayer, director of Suicide Squad, says that Deadpool's success is what turned Suicide Squad into a comedy. Oh, is now, it now? why this has happened is that because the Snyder Cut is coming out, a lot of people are asking about other DC properties, and they're like, are you going to do an extended cut of this? What about a different one of that? So David Ayer is the first one you'd go to, because Suicide Squad, much maligned as a project that had many different cuts, had yep. just... A process of development that did not go well. So everyone immediately was like, David, if you have a cut, we can release the David cut. We'll fucking, we'll sort that out for you now. <laughs> the, the big fucking drag cut, they said to him. But <laughs> um, he now says, one, that in terms of the cut, he's got lots of footage. And he could release it if it's there, but it's kind of loose, like, like I could release it, you don't know. I don't know if it has the same fanfare as release the Snyder cut. No, release the air cut doesn't have the... It's not hashtagable enough. No. And so, during this interview, he someone asked him, like, what went wrong with the Suicide Squad movie? And he basically said that Deadpool's success is what turned Suicide Squad on its head. Because, originally, if you remember, that first trailer that came out was a completely different vibe to the Bohemian Rhapsody trailer that we got maybe six months down the line. Yeah, it's it was... It was much more in line with what the DC Universe was at that point. Which was, for better or worse, it was dark and gritty. Dark and gritty, what people want. What people want out of any movie. Mm. But to have, like, to have such a radical tone shift that late in the game. Like, it was the final trailer was the Bohemian Rhapsody one, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I think it was, the movie came out in August. I think the Bohemian Rhapsody came out... In maybe May? Yeah, but that, like, January, February, that trailer was the, a much different tone. That was and the Comic-Con trailer. That was, like, yes. really serious. And if that's the one that he, if that David Ayer signed off on, clearly he thought, oh, that gets across what I think this movie is, what I want mm. this movie to be. So, I'm um, like, all the footage is still there. Presumably, he filmed everything he wanted and then cut that into the trailer. Well, like, as we said in terms of Suicide Squad, there are three different cuts of that movie. Uh, somewhere around the world. There's two different studio cuts, and then David Ayer said he's done his own cut. So, there's three cuts of the movie lying out there. It depends on what shots you put in, what type of music you put in the background, but if he originally shot it as dark and gritty, the movie we got was kind of like a mixture of everything and pleasing nobody. Um, and it's interesting the timeline because I think this actually matches up now sometimes David Ayer can come out he did say fuck Marvel at the press premiere of Suicide Squad it's like yeah. come on man <laughs> like that's not a great look because I think Civil War had already come out I'm like pick your battles but um, he was he says a lot of stuff so it's hard to kind of di- dilute the stuff that is true and isn't and stuff that he's just t- saying to big himself up but this logistically does work in terms of they release that the serious cut of the trailer, yeah. 
Then Deadpool comes out in February, and then in May the Bohemian Rhapsody trailer comes out. Yeah, that does that does give enough time for uh, you know a studio reshuffle to happen. And it also gives Deadpool enough money to break a billion dollars, and for them to go, what the fuck are we doing? If Deadpool's making a billion dollars off like a fifty dollar budget. See, why at that point wouldn't they... I, guess, I mean, I guess a lot of it was filmed already with this in mind, but surely the success of that they could say, oh, what if we make an R-rated Suicide Squad? Because mm. I don't think Suicide Squad had received a rating at that point. I Yeah, see, nobody... All people had seen was the darkness. They hadn't actually seen, as you said, like an actual rating. Like There was no side if it was going to be curses and murders and whatever. Like... But there, you can even see it in the final cut in terms of just what's there is clearly several things at once. Yeah, like um, we said before, like Killer Croc in that. He, first of all, he does nothing, but also he's in. He's from a different movie. Yeah, you know, in terms of the tone and how everything else is worked around it. But I, I just, I don't, I don't think Deadpool is the only reason that Suicide Squad is the way it is. And I think there's another second reason that we're not commenting on, and that is the movie that came out maybe three weeks after Deadpool, and that was The Hood of Justice, Batman v Superman, which was meant to be their dark and gritty. So they released Batman v Superman, and Deadpool comes out, and so then Batman v Superman, dark and gritty, is panned. Or love, depending on who you are. Like, you're depending allowed to have your you opinions. You, look, what can you do? It's the might greatest movie ever. If you, you might be wrong. You might be right. Uh, you're definitely wrong. But it's it's the greatest movie ever, or it's terrible. And lots of people thought it was not very good. And then Deadpool is universally loved as just a movie that's dumb and just fun. And doesn't take itself too seriously. So I can understand their logic, but you can't change a movie after it's already filmed. Because David Ayer has even said that... They, this had like a knock-on effect. The response to Batman v Superman had he the word he used was a ripple effect throughout all of the next DCEU films, and they had to go back and reshoot a lot of Suicide Squad things to change the story and to change the plot. Yeah, and they wanted it to be to hit these beats and be this cool and be quippier and funnier. Mm. Which, when, as, as a director, that must really fuck you off a little bit. Because you wrote the script. He probably wrote the script. I'm not saying David Ayer is, like, the best scriptwriter in the world. But if someone says to you, we would like a dark and gritty Suicide Squad, you go, great. And you write I, them I'm a dark and gritty Suicide Squad. And then they go halfway. You've already filmed it. They're like, we want a fun Suicide Squad. We yeah. want quicks. We want you've done what you've done. And we don't want what you've done. Yeah, we, we wanted that last year, but now Deadpool has made lots of money, and we want money. Look, people so... love comedy. <laughs> people love comedy, and be like self-aware. Is Ryan Reynolds free? What's he up to? Could we, we not just get Ryan Reynolds? Reynolds Is he? He'd be a good Green Lantern, wouldn't he? <laughs> he would. Is that a good cast? I think we've done it again. <laughs> they like forget. They're like, oh yeah, we already fucking did that. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Shit. Fuck. Okay. Uh, I don't. I'm. First of all, I feel bad for David Ayer in this because now that Snyder Cut is happening, I think he's going to hear this question for the rest of his goddamn life. Yes. Um. Same with Josh Trank. 
No, and Josh Trank came out this week and was like, um, no, I will never release the quote, don't ask for, don't start a petition. I think his That's words were, brilliant. don't start a petition. Which is hilarious. Because, like, as we mentioned last week, this whole Snyder Cut thing is going to have a knock-on effect. Of all of these movies that have all been plagued um, by development, hell, that they're just kind of... All the people who like these characters, and I can understand it, like, there's been lots of bad Batman movies, but I don't want them to remake Batman vs. Robin and recut it. Batman vs. Robin? Sorry, not Batman vs. Robin, Batman and Robin. That's a... (laughs) That's a clear winner in that, uh, isn't there? Chris O'Donnell would be killed dead. Absolutely. <laughs> Go back to Hawaii. What's he in? What's his show? I have no idea. I didn't know Chris O'Donnell did anything else. Uh, no, is he not? It's not for Hawaii Five-O. Is he in Hawaii Five-O? Someone tell me that. He could be a Hawaii Five-O kind, Someone, of, kind t- of guy. Tweet us. I don't know what... He's in one of those detective shows. <laughs> Just tweet um, us with no context. Hawaii no Five-O or not Hawaii Five-O. <laughs> <laughs> that sentence so I'll never actually know the answer <laughs> it's it's like Shakespeare um, exactly so Sean I just wanted to bring this up because we ended last week with the Snyder Cut so I thought it was I thought it was important to start this week to show that this as they said the ripple effect of Deadpool and Batman vs Superman but this Snyder Cut re-release is going to have a ripple effect for all of D- the DCEU and basically every movie anyone ever wanted to like but didn't yeah, and it's and like not even for things that already came out, but things that will come out in the future. Yeah, and you you got to hope a director doesn't just be like, "Oh, my cut was better," and then not be able to back that up. See, I I that's a terrible position to be in because now, as you said last week, the Justice League has to be good. But David Ayer has said that there is footage there that if you wanted, like I could pull it out. But do you even think that would work anymore? Like, now we've had Birds of Prey and all that stuff. Um, do you think that Suicide Squad world even... Does anybody want the dark world? I don't know. See, I think... But I think Birds of Prey sets a better tone than Suicide Squad sets. Because Birds of Prey, weirdly, is... It knows more what it is. Mm. Um, whereas, for through no fault of the film... Suicide Squad is a confused mess of several different films slammed together, which is exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. So I think if you if like whatever movie you make, if it just has a fucking like grounding and it's like this is the logic and of this world and this is how it works and this is how people act. If you get that that nailed down, any film can work, I feel. Yeah, I, I think so. So I just w- I wanted to bring this up just in in just in regards to how I, it's interesting to see where this all leads to in terms of knockout effect to any other different movies. So what I wanted to do was I wanted to follow up that story that I thought would be lead to some discussion to a story that I'm trying to annoy you with, but also at the same time has some positives. Interesting, a <laughs> good blend. Indiana Jones Five, Sean. Oh. James Mangold has been confirmed as the director of Indiana Jones 5. I knew I'd get that reaction. (laughs) Interesting. Because James Mangold famed for Logan. Logan, yes. And Ford vs. Ferrari last year, I think. I'm going to focus on Logan for a minute. Okay, because it's it's around that same idea, yes. Yeah, old old man. Still at young man things. (laughs) 
Hugh Jackman is not an old man, though. Wolverine is like 250 in that movie. Hugh Jackman looks fantastic for 250. He does, but but yeah. he but he, he look he's not a, he's literally not as young as he used to be, and That's also literally emotionally true. he's tired as fuck. He's just ah oh, num 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 num. That's my yeah. sleep noise. <laughs> How do you sleep? <laughs> I just I scream sleep <laughs> scream sleep. The um, I would I like James Mangold though. I think he's clearly he's a very good director. And mm. I feel like he's of of an age where I feel he really liked Indiana Jones. Like I think he's a fan of it. So getting to make an Indiana Jones movie is probably he like he probably cares about it. But here's my question, question why would you want to get involved in this at this point in time? Now I'm not saying like, Indiana Jones one, two and three. I'm I'm thinking of four and yeah. that was that was bad. That was what, 2006? I um, I've been formulating a little theory about um, Indiana Jones and how, how, how it can be a good movie. And I okay. think it makes sense solely on the fact that Harrison Ford would go for it. Um, I think you kill Indiana Jones. Oh, he would love that. He, he would, would that, absolutely That's his dream. He's, <laughs> yeah, he, he's systematically going through all of his famous parts and killing them. <laughs> Yeah, like, did he die in Blade Runner 2049? Oh, he'll make sure he does. I can't remember. Did he die? I don't know. I forget the entirety of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I see that, then I forgot. Um, but I think you give him, like, an Iron Man send-off. I, th- I think people will like that movie regardless. And replace him with Shia LaBeouf? I, I think you have to, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I think... I think we were contractually obliged. I mean, they did we all have that, to replace. They did all the, those story arcs for him in, in four. Yeah, no, Shia was there. It was off the Transformers movie. Everybody loved Shia. He was the hot um, new thing. He was just coming off even Stevens. He was the hottest thing in Hollywood. <laughs> After Beans from Even <laughs> Stevens. <laughs> well, Beans, he deserves all the Oscars he's ever going to get. But, Absolutely. I mean... <laughs> Shall you follow him up? How could you follow? He's in the shadow. He's in beads of shadow. Well, now he'll he'll come into his own as an Indiana yeah. Jones type. I think you bring back a short round, get him in. Maybe he's yeah. the baddie this time. Is he big round now? Oh, I think he's jacked and huge, but everyone still yeah. call, like Indy still calls him short round, oh, and everyone yeah. else calls him like the human hatchet big, or something the, like the that. Big... <laughs> I was going to say big motherfucker, but the human hatchet is the coolest fucking name for a killer. Yeah, he's also a luchador. (laughs) Fucking on the side. Holy shit, that's the human hatchet. He's a 13-time world champion. Fucking hell. I just think that's... If you say goodbye to Indiana Jones in the movie, because that's the only story they can tell now, right? Because See, he can't yeah, survive no. and go off into the sunset again. I want him to die by nuclear blast in a fridge. That's all I want. <laughs> what, if the, what if the film opens up and it's just him in a hospital? And it's just like, yeah, you have a shit ton of radiation, but like you're riddled <laughs> with gammas. Your bones are just so... They're falling apart. It's like, fa- sure, it's like the star of Chernobyl. It's, it's, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, it's like you boiled potatoes for too long, <laughs> and that's your bones. Oh, that would be 
so funny. And Harrison Ford be into that. He just have to lie down. Oh yeah, I think like don't give him any physical things to do in this movie. You just have him in his in his bed. It's like, ah, oh, I wish I was out there helping you, Shia, but I just Oh my can't. God, you do like a Titanic and it's old Indiana Jones telling a story of just young Indiana Jones, but it's Alden Ironreich. <laughs> this is going to be great. I'm loving this movie. You know what? I've kind of turned around now. Alden I'm- needs to replace him and mm. have Shia there because you have to pass on, a, pass on the leverage. Like, I don't know. The legend of Indiana Jones, but you can't pass it on to Alden. He's only going to be around for one movie. Shia is the big thing. Shia so, is the big thing. So you have Harrison Ford Titanic it, and at the end he's like, and then I was in a fridge, but I just survived. I just, I just lived, and that's just when the credits roll. I got exploded by a fucking nuclear blast, but I was in a fridge. I flew 700, I can only assume miles. Landed, rolled several times, went, oh, dust off my shoulder there now. All right, cool, let's go on to the next adventure. (laughs) I just... James Mangold also isn't afraid to kill off a fan-favourite character. No, he's an incredible director, like, just for this. Yeah, like, I don't think anyone would want to rewrite Logan where Wolverine survives. It's not as good. It's not as good, and I think the movie... People appreciate the movie for doing that and telling a good story. And he, like, he dies in a satisfying way. You get me? And so, I'm, would you... Uh, Spielberg, by the way, I was going to say, is still on his producer. Would you, um, would you prefer that Spielberg kind of took a step back? Or James Cameron this, maybe as like Terminator? Is it possible for these very famous directors, they've had... They've got world famous fans all around the place. Would is it possible for them to maybe go? You know what, James, you take it because the director of Deadpool was the director of Terminator, but he didn't get a say. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think. Hmm. I think if you could, I've I've been thinking about this recently as well. I've been thinking about a lot of things recently. Yeah. It, like. I think if you can sell something to James Cameron or Steven Spielberg, then you can do whatever you want. Because you just need to be able to justify it. I think they have such a, like, not gravitas even, but they have so much clout in the film production world that people are intimidated when they try and tell them ideas or talk to them about it. But you need, like, I feel Taika Waititi will be very good at this. Yeah, the characters they created and like birthed their whole stories out of them. But I feel like you just need to be able to be like, no, but listen. And then you sit them down and you give them like theatre of the mind the entire movie. And, and then see, they'll come to, around. You, you, you can't say like, oh, you're out of touch. But you're like, maybe that worked in 1995. But maybe you, in 2020 we could do this with a character that would be cool. Yeah, and you like you disparage comic book movies because they love that. Yeah. It's like, we're not trying to do an end game here. No, we're trying to tell a real story. That's all. End game is dog shit. <laughs> Fucking dog. Yeah, you're talking about the worst Kevin movie. <laughs> He's just looking at you. He's like, why did you come to Marvel? <laughs> <laughs> you're you're the Russo brothers. <laughs> The Rooster Brothers just talking to fucking Spielberg. We're not doing Endgame here. Endgame was shit. Civil War dog shit. Like, did he not direct it? Shut up. 
Shut up, Stephen. the fuck up. <laughs> um, but yeah, James Mangold has signed on to direct Indiana Jones 5. I think of all the directors, the more I talk about it, the man who directed Logan, it's the same story. Just do it again. You do, Like, do it again, but... I just... I, we haven't seen... Like, in like Indiana Jones, he's never faced up to any repercussions ever. No, and even when he was, like, say, 60, there was never a time where it seemed like he was going to lose in a fight. Yeah, I think... I don't know. I think, the, like, the opening scene of this movie, not to just do Logan again, but I think he needs to be doing something and have his ass handed to him. But see, but we've talked about Indiana Jones' biggest fight technique is to get punched until the other guy loses. I know, but, but that's finally... I don't finally... think Indiana Jones... If one punch might kill the man... <laughs> Like, he's got a, it's got, I I think, okay, say we're working off the idea that it's, this is the death of Indiana Jones. I think the entire film has to be him coming to terms with the fact that he's not who he used to be. And that's okay. And that's okay, because everything he's done has, like, he's done so much good. He's also done a lot of, he's killed a lot of men. Oh, a lot of men. A lot of men with, like, helicopter blades and just whips. Yeah, but he 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 needs to be, like... It's, it might be one last adventure kind of a thing. It might be him trying to right a wrong. But he needs and to be... That, oh, by the end of it, he needs to be, like, content to go. And Harrison Ford can do it. Like, Her, I like, know yeah. Force Awakens was, say, what, 2015? That's yeah. five years ago now, so he's five years older. But at the same time, that movie showed me... I just thought he was checked out for the, like, the last 20 years, which he has been. But he came back and he's like the best part of that movie by a country he, mile. All the charm and all the charisma is there. I'm just like, just do it one more time and then you're out, Harrison. Exactly. Like he's he, People forget, he's a great actor. Yeah, he just didn't care. He, yeah, he didn't give a shit. Um... Because he he was being put in shit for so long. Yeah. But um, what you what you could do actually is you could get um, Marion. Is that her name? Oh, the like, love interest. Yeah. For, yeah, from Raiders and Last Crusade. And and uh, Temple of Doom or fucking Shia LaBeouf one, whatever that's called. Yeah. And maybe they go off and they like, I don't know. They do one more adventure. And then they both die. Kill everyone. <laughs> Short round murders everyone. <laughs> the, the human hatchet. The human hatchet. hatchet murders everyone. He beats him to death with a sledgehammer. Everyone's real confused. Stone cold. No, stone cold stunners everyone. Jeez, he's some fucking luchador. <laughs> fucking look at him go. <laughs> um, okay, we're going to move on to the next piece of news. And that is Sonic the Hedgehog has, is going to be returning for a sequel. So... The Sonic the Hedgehog movie came out in February. I think it was like one of the last movies that came out. Made a lot of money because, of course, there's been very few movies this year. True. Um, and now it has been signed on that Sonic the Hedgehog will be returning for a sequel. Is this a good or a bad idea, Shot? I think it's it's a fine idea. I mean, they set it up at the end of Sonic, as far as I know. Like, you see Tails. Mm. Um, so I guess you just do the entire plot of Sonic 2. <laughs> Catch! I mean, it was a success. You've seen the movie. I actually haven't seen Sonic the Hedgehog. So, Sean, did it? It? How did it hold up 
in just in terms of a movie because it, it did look very weird before they did the re-edits but I heard it actually it held up quite well in the yeah, fight finished product it's like it's not quite Detective Pikachu but like not to say Detective Pikachu is the best movie ever but as a video game movie goes it's solid you know yeah video game movies are normally not great yeah but like some of the some of the humour doesn't land but you're going to get that with most humour in a movie because it's entirely subjective you know especially kids humour like if you're aiming yeah. at a younger audience like you uh, not every joke is going to land with you in a man in their 20s exactly like it's the it's not even it's not even particularly aimed at the younger audience like it is there like in the back of it like oh you guys like Sonic because you played Sonic growing up there's elements of that you know and Jim um, Carrey's in it and he's apparently very good yeah, he's amazing he doesn't give a shit yeah. <laughs> and Jim Carrey's always when he's let loose yeah when he's let loose list. You, like you can just roll the camera and you'll get gold always yeah and um, so they have they've signed them on for a sequel and if you said like Tales was at the end of the first one I think the best way you can do it now it's a team up movie so you have Ben Schwartz doing the voice of um, Sodic who yeah. did the voice of Tales do you know I don't know off the top of my head but if like if it's not Chris Pratt, somebody from Parks and Rec. I would get uh, Thomas Middleditch. Oh, yeah. Of Middleditch and Swartz. Middleditch and Swartz. The, did, have you seen their comedy on Netflix? I've seen, I've seen, um, I've seen the, uh, tiny bits of it, but no, I haven't actually seen much of it, no. It's like an improv comedy show, but like they do a whole play in improv. Mm. Um and they're just they bounce off each other really really well so I think if you got them both in like a, a recording studio that'd be amazing and I think Sonic the Hedgehog I mean this is also very interesting because in c- the current climate this is a movie you can do from home oh yeah totally um, like you know apart from the the James Marsden stuff um, yeah, but if you do all the designs of Sonic moving, Sonic doing this, Sonic doing that, that takes... Even if you get all of that done, then you just shoot the movie, just like normal. That's Yeah, actually, that's very true. Um, which, I, yeah, I heard... There's a series on YouTube, it's called VFX Artists React, and they just go through all the VFX in movies. But they raised a really good point in that, like, Endgame is essentially an animated movie with human heads pasted on it for most of it. Yeah, it's all green screen. Yeah, so you can do a lot of the the pre-work for this kind of stuff. As you say, like you can get the models, you can get the scripts, you can get the storyboards if you want and have like a general idea of where it's going to go. And Which, look, I mean, if maybe the world... Is Detective Pikachu getting a sequel, actually? I think so, you know I that? think... I, I I think it made enough money to warrant one. Yeah, um, I, I don't mean, know where that, you'd those go. movies. I think those movies are going to get more and more popular as you get like a very famous star and you get a character from the nineties from a famous project and you just put them out with a cool animated take and kind of reintroduce them to a new audience. Yeah, um, like you could do. Would you do Mario again? <laughs> No, just re-release the 80s movie. <laughs> just yeah. re-release it again. Just Yeah, and just like badly crop it to widescreen and put it out. Say nothing. 
No, no, leave it. Leave it in four by three. I want everyone to be like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I'm trying to think. You, there, there, there is. The, I think, I think they are getting better at comic book movies. If that makes any sense at all, not comic well, books. Sorry, uh, what, what are we talking about? Video game movies. Yeah, well, well, look, Doom was the start of this renaissance of video game movies. That that is true. It's only gone up since Doom. <laughs> well, no, down. Down is... Down, down I'm afraid, sorry. <laughs> because I, I think with those older characters is that they're simple enough, like they had to be simple because they had to fit on a fucking cartridge. Mm. So they, like, they're simple enough that you can, you can kind of drop them in any situation and if you write it well, they'll make sense. Yeah. No, I, I just read that and I was like, good for those guys, because I can imagine, remember, like, the backlash after the first trailer. Yeah. If I told you, oh, this is going to get a sequel, like, that first trailer was so bad that everyone was going to, like, nobody's going to see this. This is just really fucking weird. But they, they worked night and day for basically six months straight, and this is, like, their and reward. And they went out of business. They went out of business, everybody lost their jobs. It's just a case of... Literally, they work night and day just to get... this. They've gotten more work just by being so good. Yeah, and like... And to, to their credit, the Tails model looks class. Yeah, <laughs> like, because don't, I don't think they were going to mess that up. No, I think they focus group the shit out of that before yeah, they even absolutely. It. <laughs> and it, We're going to move on, Sean, to something else, by the way, that might look bad, but could look good and is also a carry-on of something that's already happened. Because oh. Ryan Gosling is to star in a modern version of The Wolfman. Oh, is it, wait, is this Dark Universe? What? Did someone say The Invisible Man? Did someone say The Invisible Man? Invisible Man? Invisible Man? He has been a success last year with The Invisible Man. And you know what success breeds? More dark movies of characters from the 40s and before that are just horror-based. That's The Wolfman. You get a character in... Ryan Gosling is the star that Variety has reported this and he's set to star in The Wolfman which will be the 1941 horror that starred Lon Chaney Jr. This is a remake of the 1941 classic. Of course. Uh, the movie was key in shaping the modern depiction of werewolves and has been a key reference point to the horror since its release. All true statements. All statements that are sentences. Like, I... I hmm... A Wolfman movie. That's a that's a difficult effect to nail. And if you miss the mark, you fucking miss the mark on that. I mean, Buffy the Vampire Slayer did it. So did it look any good in the early two thousands. Ah, well, it was late nineties as well. Oh god, <laughs> take a few years off. Um, I wouldn't say good. I would say there's a scene where Seth Green, he's a man, and then good. as he's turning into a wolf, he like shakes, and then. The camera... Now, I'm not saying they, they cut the camera to get him to go to makeup, but as he's shaking, and then it comes back, and he's a wolf. I think the only good werewolf transformation scene is in Teen Wolf. Oh, I haven't seen Teen Wolf. Oh, dude, it's really good. He plays basketball. <laughs> and what's the transformation scene of that? Oh, he's in the bathroom, and he's turned into a werewolf, and he's, like, losing his shit. 
and yeah. <laughs> and his dad is knocking on the door being like what's going on in there and then, <laughs> what is going on are you doing things well then, yeah, I bet there's a great joke well Michael J. Fox he's like covered in hair now and so he opens the door and then his dad is also just covered in hair <laughs> <laughs> that Michael J. Fox was doing that I think um, just before Back to the Future they had to take him off that to do Back to the Future did they? yeah I think that was around the same I think that's is that 1984 around then you know me in movie dates I'm, I'm no yeah, help see, I think it's 84 um, I know nothing about that but the, so that could all be wrong um, so as of now no director is currently attached however it's understood that the movie will be set in present times like the Invisible Man Okay, so it's it's another case of they're moving, they're doing it in a new way. How to see? Mm. Invisible Man was loosely based in science. Uh, have, Very have you seen loosely. It? Loosely is a word. Like, do you, do you care if I spoil some of Invisible Man? Don't spoil. Go ahead. I mean, okay. I'm not the only one listening to this, but go ahead. Spoilers for Invisible Man, everyone. Uh, so the man who becomes Invisible Man. He is like, he owns an optics company. Mm. So it's like, it's a suit that he puts on and then he's invisible because it bends light around him in the right way. Whereas a wolf man. Ryan Gosling owns a werewolf company that oh, makes werewolf suits. Good. And he puts that on and becomes a werewolf. It's very popular around Halloween. Rest of the year, low business. See, have we gone past the point of like, it's an experimental technique. Okay, okay, this is going to be it. Uh, he, Ryan Gosling has lost his hearing. And they've <laughs> okay. managed to isolate, like, something about a wolf's DNA means that they can have super hearing. So they try to give that to him. <laughs> and it turns him into a wolfman. You know what? That could probably be it. it like, it's dumb enough that they'll probably do it, right? <laughs> yeah. Because it's part of Universal's, like, catalogue of horror monsters that they're trying to bring back for a dark universe that's not connected but is connected. Might um, be connected. Might be connected. We don't know. It depends. But this is all started by Tom Cruise's The Mummy from a few years ago. Um, this is, like, their soft reboot of that because they were going to go all in. Then they backed out. And then The Invisible Man made a lot of money on, like, a $10 million budget because they were only shooting one woman. But there's two people in the scene. Yeah. Um, but then, now they're doing... Uh, if they're doing the Wolfman, like, that's a... Surely that's a lot more money, just even on prosthetics and making it look good and getting the CGI to look well for when Ryan Gosling, very handsome man Ryan Gosling, turns into a werewolf. Unless he's a very handsome werewolf, which I don't know if that'll strike fear to anybody. Yeah, you see, I don't know, like... Fair enough, they might want to put more money into it. But I don't think they'll... I think they might expect the same, like, margins. But, you know, oh, we made... We, we paid 10 million and we made 100 million. I think if you pay 100 million, that doesn't guarantee you're going to make a billion, you know? Well, did you know that there was also a Wolfman movie back in 2010? There was, wasn't there? Who was in it? Can you get... Can you remember? No. Benicio uh, Del Toro and Benicio. Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> the lads, yeah. The the big boy, the big hop man himself. He was in it. It had a budget of $150 million and did not make its own production budget. 
That's, yeah, and that was one of the nails in the coffin for the Dark Universe. Yeah, so instead, the Invisible Man was made for $7 million and made over $120 million. So now they're like, the Wolfman is back and people said, I don't think people care about the Wolfman. I think in horror, in horror movies itself, we've kind of seen everything. Everybody's seen every monster. There's, all, there's a guy with a sword, there's a guy with an axe, there's a big monster, there's a demon, whatever. I don't think the Wolfman has the same effect if people are like, wow, that looks scary. Yeah, it's... It's got to be the story you tell around it, I suppose. But mm. surely the central conflict is that he's a man who turns into a wolf every so often. <laughs> Ryan Gosling's the real like trump card they have here, because Go- Gosling's an, a great actor. Like, the big Gosman himself, he'll bring it. You just need to give him a good script. That's a bold claim, but okay. Ah, come on now. <laughs> come on now. Sorry, sorry. Uh, you don't like Ryan? No, I do. I was just I was taking the piss. Oh, right. I said taking the man personally. Yeah, and Eva Mendes, fuck her. <laughs> What's wrong with Eva Mendes? <laughs> She's married to him. Go away. God, that's, that, <laughs> that's an attractive pairing, isn't it? The, the two of them. Is the child going to be good looking or ugly? It's always the pretty ones that have really horrible looking children. What if it's the one, like, human that has everything it's just the best <laughs> that's the peak human peak human no what about Blake and Ryan Reynolds Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds are back in the book that's one of them has good. to have the ugly child if you have to put money on which one of those beautiful humans has an ugly child which one are you picking ooh <laughs> yeah, oh, where have we gone alright it's a tough one yeah I think okay I think what's going to happen is they're both going to have ugly children but then those and they're going to marry each other. Together. Yeah, yeah, and, and have like supermodel children. Yeah, and then so we just got to trickle it down a little bit more. Yeah, we just got to wait two science. generations. <laughs> <laughs> we'll all just wait it out, lads. So people who have been um, approached to direct the movie have been three names have been thrown around: John Krasinski, right, James okay. Wan, and Paul Feig have all been kind of thrown together. But there's nobody in the running currently. So there are just names that I think are somehow related to the Dark Universe. Because I remember Paul Fee kind of... He pitched Universal a few different characters a few weeks ago or a few months ago. So I don't know if he's confirmed for this or he's just in that orbit. But they're all three very good directors. Like John Krasinski has been proven that he can do tension in a horror movie. But I don't know how much tension in a horror movie you could do in a Wolfman movie because I'm assuming he has to turn into a Wolfman at some stage. Yeah, and clearly you know, like, it's a, it's a tough one. It's like, um, I, I, I don't have an example there, but the <laughs> you know going in that Ryan Gosling is going to turn into a werewolf in this movie. What? So they, Spoilers! If they try and do the thing where it's like, who could be killing all these sheep? Uh, like it's obviously Ryan Gosling because we know because we've seen the poster and it cuts to him and he's just like brushing his teeth he's like mm, can't get this fucking thing out of my tooth oh it's a bone lads yeah <laughs> I don't I it's hmm it, you have to be real clever with how you write this this isn't the one yeah. I would have gone for no out of all the ones you could do I think Wolfman would be my least uh, would I would be like maybe we'll leave Wolfman until we have like so much money coming in that's like people will see anything anything yeah, we do. I I think if 
if Wolfman, if this was like the Avengers, Wolfman is the Hulk. And it's <laughs> yeah. very difficult to do a Hulk movie. He, actually, those characters are very similar. Aren't they? Yeah, I just thought of that. What the fucking hell? Everything's the same. There's only six possible stories anything could have. That's true. Creativity is dead. <laughs> so we're going to move on to our next piece of news, including... It's very interesting you say creativity was dead, because I have my first two words of this next sentence shot are... Gambit movie. Oh no. Oh no. Gambit movie included X-Men villain Mr. Sinister confirms Simon Kinberg, who directed... X-Men, The Dark Phoenix, last year. Yeah, so in the Disney Fox merger, mm. a bunch of details came out about all of the planned X-Men movies. Um, and among them, among a lot of shit ones, uh, was this, that uh, the Gamma movie would have dealt with Mr. Sinister, who was teased in Dark Phoenix, as far as I know. Was he? Yeah, I think I think you see a there's a briefcase... With Essex Corp on it. And who is Mr. Sinister? Just for anyone listening. Okay, this is a very, very surface level rundown. Because I don't know a okay. huge amount about him. So, Mr. Sinister's whole deal is that he wants to perfect human evolution. Like he, But he's a genetic scientist, right? Right. He wants to perfect human evolution uh, by controlling it. And so he thinks mutants are like... Because of the randomness of mutations, he wants to eliminate mutants and then make right, the perfect so, something human like, um, something like that was going on in Logan a little bit a little bit yeah that uh, the whatever chemical they put in drinks or the water supply it stopped the birth of mutants yeah it stopped mutations and then Sinister wants to control mutations so he was originally meant to be the villain in the Gambit movie that we've heard that was on, that was off, that was on. Channing Tatum, he was getting dragged around all over the place. He was signed on since 2008 to do this movie. Jesus Never happened. Um, but Channing Tatum uh, will now not be doing the movie. Also, Simon Kimberg directed Dark Phoenix, and so he was doing all these interviews this week because people kept asking him... Is there going to be a recut of the Dark Phoenix? And he was like, well, if people want it, I'll do a recut of the Dark Phoenix. (laughs) By which he means, oh, I'll get an editor to do it and sign off on it. But then there was also another story where he was like, no, everything in the movie I really wanted in Dark Phoenix, which means that's what he said was good enough to be in it. Yeah, that's the best. Well, see, yeah, well, they had to reshoot the ending. Yeah, because it was uh, Captain Marvel's ending. It was the exact same as Captain Marvel's ending. Yeah. Mm. Um, so th- you, you know they might they might get that, or you might get details of that, or like you you know a, a lot of these. Will you make a remake? Things I would be satisfied if they just put out their original script and you, like let people re- like they did for uh, Colin Trevorrow's uh, Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. That you just here's the general outline of what 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 we intended and if they if they all go oh that would have been so much better it's like yeah but it, you know it's not what we got end of story yeah uh, so I just wanted to I just read that and I thought that was interesting just in regard to that Gambit this Gambit movie they had thought of a villain for him it seemed like it was fairly production or pre-production I should say was fairly like about 80% done every single time they, they pulled the plug yeah they were they just seemed to be constantly tipping along with it and then now it's never going to happen because, like, they've sold all to Marvel 
And so Marvel now have a choice of whether they want to even do a Gambit movie, and I don't think they're going to start the X-Men universe with a Gambit movie. He's the new Wolverine, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know what? He could have been. Like, people love Gambit. I I think in certain circles people love Gambit. I think people love the well, meme of Gambit at this point. Okay, yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, okay, we're going to move on to uh, another piece of news, and this is uh, our last before the big one. And this is just a small news story that I really wanted to talk to you about because this is a movie idea that I never would have thrown out there. But I'm just going to explain it to you. I'm going to read the headline. Peter Dinklage and Jason Momoa are set to star in Vampire Movie. Good, bad and undead. Wow, okay. Yes. That's an interesting cast. Yes, so Peter Dinklage, of course, from Game of Thrones. And everyone's favourite movie, Avengers Infinity or... Where's the handle? Where's the handle? Where is it? Where's the handle? He's always looking for the handle, Sean. Always looking for the handle. Um, Where's it? Where's it? Is that is that Endgame or Infinity War? That's Infinity War. <laughs> Where's it? Well, hundred quid if you can name that planet that they go to. Uh, near No, that's the axe. Uh, no, the is it? Uh, oh, no, it's not nowhere. Stop me here. It's... What does it start? Does it start with M? It starts with N. N. Nova... Nova... Nova Core, what is it? It was indeed. Well done, Connor. <laughs> what is it? Nidavellir. Oh, no, fuck it. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, just... <laughs> Nidavellir, yeah. I already have Milnir in my head. Like, you think I was going to pull out Nidavellir as well, that is? Ah, that's... Um, so, Peter Dinklage and Jason Momoa will uh, be in the vampire action adventure. The duo are in talks to star in the legendary project, which is described as midnight run in a Bram Stoker world. So, Dinklage would, would Dinklage will play Van Helsing. The That's last, good. The last in a long line of vampire hunters, okay? Yeah. And now, on the other side, who has an uneasy partnership with a vampire, Jace Momoa, who has taken a vow never to kill again. I promise. I (laughs) I really promise promise this time. That's amazing. Together, they run a scam from town to town where Van Helsing pretends to vanquish the vampire for money. But 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 when a massive bounty is put on the vampire's head, everything in this dangerous world full of monsters and magic is now after them. As somebody puts a bigger bounty on the vampire... Um, and Van Hel- and then everybody chases after the vampire other- plus Van Helsing that's so good that's such is a clever idea is this not a great idea, idea? Oh, this is the kind of, like this is a genuinely good premise for a movie right yes yeah no it is I read this and I thought I would watch this and yeah and it's a, it's it's like it's original it's not a live action remake you got you, it's your dumb. cast you got good cast it's dumb <laughs> yeah but some things... You can have a dumb movie. It's fine. Yeah, not every movie has to be the best movie. If that makes sense. Well, yeah, so you you have Dinklage playing Van Helsing and him and Momoa are kind of working this every town they go to. He's like, I'll go, I'll catch him. Yeah, they're grifters. And then he... Yeah, and then he comes and catches him and then they move on to the next town. And eventually, it, they, they bit off a bit more than they can chew. And then you have Dinklage who plays Van Helsing and... Momoa is now trying to like fight off the whole town at once. That's so good. I also loved the idea of like because they were both on Game of Thrones. I don't think they had a scene together. 
Well, they didn't. No, they so, definitely didn't. So now they're finally working together, so they can be oh, mates. They can be mates. And Momoa, you know what? I, the more I talk about Momoa as a vampire. That's that, going to be amazing. I mean, I mean, Momoa is so cool that he's just going to pull that off perfectly. Like, a vampire, the perfect vampire to me is, like, the coolest guy in the room. But he's also, like, he's slick. Yeah, like, he, it, he, Momoa would be, like, the kind of vampire from, like, Castlevania games and things like that. Like, just, like, opulence in this big old castle. And, he, and he's, like, drinking a wine, just looking at you. But oh, is it yeah, wine or is like it a, blood? He's gonna have, like, a golden chalice kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, absolutely. And rings. Rings all over his oh, fingers, so just looking rings. at you. Necklaces, jewellery, a, a high collar. Somebody get us in this movie. Just we in the costume department, give him, bring us in. <laughs> more jewels. More jewels. Ah, oh, I can't have, have wait the, to have see Have the midriff open. Have the oh, midriff open, but only for Dinklage. He's, he's, wearing, he's wearing a big, long cloak. <laughs> it's black on the Momoa, outside, were, red on the inside. Momoa, you wear a hoodie. Dinklage, I want you. Long cloak. Midriff open. That's what I want, Dinklage. Rings. <laughs> rings Dinklage um, okay so we are ending Movie Mondays this week Sean with our big news and that is involving Mr Henry Cavill he is in talks to return as Superman in the DCEU now interesting back in November Henry Cavill talked about his hopes that he would play Superman again. And if anyone remembers this, I think we probably talked about it. He said, I've not given up on the role. There's a lot I have to give to Superman yet. And, like, there's lots of character development I want to get into. And I want to reflect the comic books. That's important to me. There's a lot of justice to be done for Superman. The status is, you'll see. Now, that you'll see was very important because Ben Affleck had already dropped out. Yeah. And then you got then you got a you'll see from Henry Cavill. And so everyone assumed back-to-back they had lost the two of them. But now Henry Cavill is in talks to return as Superman in this DCEU. Uh, Like, okay, I'm excited to hear that. I fully thought he was out forever. Uh, So did I, actually. I think he's a great Superman. Like Mm, He's just written very, just sad. He's been hard done by, like, in these movies. Superman's meant to be all about hope, but Superman is miserable in a lot of these films um, and you can have like you can have a miserable Superman but he can't just spend every movie if the movie's all so dark and gritty Superman can't also just be dark and gritty like dark and gritty doesn't work for Superman really yeah like the, my favourite Henry Cavill Superman scene is you know it's a very start of Man of Steel when they're in the bar yes and he's just working in a bar and like some dude is giving him hassle and the dude goes to push him. And he just doesn't budge. <laughs> yeah. Like, just more of that Superman. Like, he's unstoppable. But he's not out for the fight. No, he never looks for it. No, it's just he'll he'll end it if it starts. And we've talked about this. And I can understand why he stepped away. Because, like, this whole world... Like, we've talked in regard that if Captain America can work... And people love Captain America. There's no way that Superman shouldn't work. Exactly. Like, Superman in the comic books has worked for years. And people do say that they find him boring or whatever. But Captain America had the exact same thing. People found him boring. And he didn't even have the clout that Superman has. Or the backing of all those years. Um, And then you have Henry Cavill, who, perfectly cast, he's 
an absolute shithouse. He's built yeah. <laughs> like an absolute tank and also looks amazing in the suit. And, is also, and he's, he's, he's a big nerd. But he's just a big nerd. Now, is he a good actor? But I, th- I think that he is. The Witcher has kind of shown that he's, he's not bad. I used to think he was a bad actor and he also had bad scripts. But I think nobody could have made Superman fun in those movies or even likeable really no you couldn't like no matter who you put in that role actually I think that, like anyone else you put in that role I think is worse than Henry Cavill is you know interesting because he was so well cast yeah because he's sad a lot he has to do a lot of face acting and like you said with The Witcher he is very good at just like saying a lot with a look because The Witcher doesn't talk that much not in the show anyway yeah because he, he doesn't talk in the games either yeah, and in the show, he, Cavill gave an interview, and he was just like, "Yeah, I think the writers decided like it. He wouldn't like the the. It wouldn't be right for the character to just be chatty and jokey. And it, like he does have conversations with people, but he's it, it because he's you know he doesn't age and whatever. He's been through it all so many times. I th- he he's would weary. just." He's weary. He'd just reply with a grunt if that would do. Mm. Like, and Superman... Like, if Superman is sad, he wouldn't be like, oh, I'm sad. He would just look... First of all, I don't... I don't like the church scene in Man of Steel. (laughs) Where he just goes and confesses all his problems. Um, And maybe that's a factor of me watching Smallville. For ten years, <laughs> and it just being Somebody Superman having <laughs> that show is just Superman having problems. Yes, but if Superman is sad, what is the point of Batman? Exactly. Now this does raise an interesting question of, you know, in the in the DC universe in the future, how does that line up with the Pattinson Batman? Yeah, which is a whole other can of sense. worms. But like and. There actually, I have several pieces of news regarding that. Just um, this also comes back the week after, obviously, the Zack Snyder cut that they released this that he's not fully out, which means that he probably thinks the Zack Snyder cut is better or whatever Justice League is is going to make him look better, which is good. But what he's signed on for is apparently originally they were like he signed on. J.J. Abrams is rumored to be doing the next Superman movie. And then it was rumoured that Henry Cavill will be signing on to be his Superman. Because JJ had said, I don't want to do it with anybody other than Henry Cavill. Um, and so when this news broke, everyone was like, JJ Abrams, Henry Cavill, same movie. That could actually, you could make a lot of money with those com- with that combination. You really could. And I, th- I th- there's enough right with the Cavill Superman that the, write- the writing even has to be half halfway decent and I think you'll have a you know a solid Superman movie Cause he's I think he can be good like he can be He, I, I mean we're all saying like he can't be sad but Superman can be sad but he's meant to as you said hope is the big thing like the S stands for hope on his chest Yeah, he's not meant to preach about it but he just kind of does the right thing he tries to do the right thing all the time yeah. he's Captain America He's Captain America, and look how good those stories turned out. Also, when you're picking from the like infinite pool of comic book stories, 
don't pick Death of Superman as the first one. Don't pick like these. Don't pick these groundbreaking landmark events in the character's history to be the first movie. I also don't think we need an origin because if it is Cavill, we have Man of Steel. That's his origin. That's fine. Um, but like, just tell a Superman story that really, literally, already exists. Hmm. And I completely agree. And so now. That's interesting that that's how you would do an actual movie with Henry Cavill. But there is another side to this, and that is that they are now saying hmm. he might be doing a movie, but he might actually just become the DCEU's Hulk, is how they've described it. And by that they mean he will make he will make appearances in other people's movies, but he won't have his own movie. So say Shazam 2. He appeared at the end of Shazam 1, although that wasn't really Henry Cavill. Hmm. But... He's he's at the end of Shazam one. He will appear in Shazam two. He could appear in Black Adam. He could appear in other people's movies rather than have his own solo movie. Do you think that's a better way to go with this character? I'm not sure because if he does, then what's stopping him from just solving all the problems in that person's movie? Yeah, actually, he's like the nuclear option at all times. Like Batman's like, oh, I'm really struggling with the Joker. <laughs> better get Superman in. Yeah, it like, and that's that's a classic thing problem that writers have with Superman is that he is too powerful a lot of the time. Mm. But given given like the power set that we've seen in the movies, it's a lot more limited than the comics. Like I guess in Justice League, he was faster than the Flash and stronger than anyone. But if you. If, We've always said if you then create a threat that that isn't enough for, that's what makes it an interesting story. Like when Superman has to think, like when he needs to outsmart someone, that's when it's a really interesting story. There was always like, there was the great idea that say Darkseid or Apocalypse or whatever, they come to Earth and all the heroes are trying to fight this fucking Darkseid and Mm. they're all just getting absolutely fucked up. And Superman's like, I'll do this. I'll turn up. I'll do this. So he drops in and he starts fighting Darkseid. But Darkseid is using actual fighting techniques. Whereas Superman is just like... He's never had to learn to fight. Because he's Superman. So every fight he just goes in. He just like punches and wins. Or they don't hurt him. But Darkseid does hurt him. So the fight is going on. And Superman's losing. Because Darkseid has all the same power. But he also has technique. And he's just like, he's slowly breaking him down, like hitting kidney shots and just like, and Superman's like, fuck, what is going on? Like, normally I just punch until I win. Um, And there's, I love the idea that then, uh, that say, Superman gets injured and he kind of has to go off and like, he's like, fuck, I need to learn how to fight. Yeah. I can't just rely on just natural talent. And that's perfect character growth because that character never has to do anything other than just what they've been born with so you even have a scene where say he's training with another DC character maybe Batman trains him maybe Nightwing trains him maybe he goes to Black Canary somebody who's very good at fighting and is like your superpowers won't help you Darkseid is too fucking strong to fight him hand to hand without any training exactly you're so right because Superman grew up on a farm so he knows the value of hard work yeah but we've never seen that like, and wouldn't it be interesting if Superman had, like, I don't know. I'm thinking two things at the minute. One, he has an enemy that you can't just fight. 
You know, like yeah, you can't fight until you win. Exactly. You just you. It's. I don't know. Maybe it's all this shit going on in the world right now with like a virus that we can't see. Like, could Superman help right now? <laughs> but he, yeah, he doesn't have to help with the main thing. He can help in other ways. Exactly. And and maybe that is a factor of in other people's movies. You can just be like, yeah, Superman is busy. You know, pulling a sinking ship out of the ocean, and you see that. But actually, happen. one one thing I do like about Batman vs Superman, which is very few, and I will never say this again. <laughs> but and obviously, the the bit where he goes to the whole fucking desert halfway across the world because Lois is in trouble—that's a bit weird. But you know the montage where he's like saving people in the flood, yeah, and he's like picking them up off the roof. That's Superman. Like that's what he does. He that, just, yeah, that's his job, man. Need- he he doesn't need the tanks. He just turns up, he just does it, and then he moves on to the next thing. And he never actually asks for any sort of help in any way. Why he's there is like, I'm here to help, so I'm going to try and help any way I can. Like, what do you need from me? Yeah, and this Superman is established enough that he knows what not to do. Like, yeah. I think they missed a golden opportunity with... Because after the destruction of Metropolis, people people were like, no, let's get Superman out of here. Um, but I think you need we didn't really get to see like Superman flies off into space and it's like okay they clearly don't want me like for Superman and to feel abandoned by his adopted home I think that's an interesting story and actually the end of that movie is one of the main problems with this character in that him and Zod just punch each other until he breaks his neck Yeah, <laughs> they, just, they just punch each other repeatedly until he just decides okay I'm going to break this guy's neck so he never has to kill anyone ever again and I'm just like that is that is not as interesting as Superman have to av- having to outtake his opponent yeah like it's that'll be talked about until the end of time I feel yeah and as you said he should have there has to be a scene where Superman's like, fuck, yeah, no, guys, if they don't want me, they don't want me. And yeah, maybe leave. I'm not helping. Yeah, and then you have to have the moment where you can do good. And, like, even if it was the opposite, where he, like, looks at Batman, he's like, there's just some fucking normal dude doing what he can to help. Like, so what am I doing up here when I have ten times the ability that that guy has? Why am I running away? Yeah. And may- look, maybe this has all been thrown around a boardroom in Hollywood and they've decided it doesn't make money. But in terms of well, telling look, the, a good the other story, thing did. You what, sir? I said the other thing did. That's you know true. I mean? Justice yeah. League made like, lo- loads of money. So much money, Sean. It made heaps of money. <laughs> heaps it didn't of get heaps money. of five stars. <laughs> no, it, didn't, it actually didn't even make heaps of money. Um, Aquaman made more money than Justice League. Oh, boy. Oh, That's boy. all you need to know. Yeah, and look, there there are enough successful characters that people like in the DCEU that maybe, you know, the, that universe doesn't have to close and it doesn't have to hang entirely on Superman. Yeah, uh, so Henry Cavill is signed back on. I Would you like to see him in a cameo role or having his own films? I'd like to give him his own good film. Just one good one? One good one, then he can hang it up if he wants. Yeah, just give him one. La- James Mangold, come back. Just get James Mangold in. Kill Superman. Sean, I think that's it for this week's Movie Mondays. That was a, that was a, a really good week of movie news. We had some discussions. Yeah. Um, we never have discussions. No, usually you just rattle off your own opinion and I just have to say yes or no. <laughs> yeah. Agreed? Yes, good stuff. Yeah, good, excellent. <laughs> Glad we're all agreed. <laughs> Shall I take us out? 
please. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays here on the Heroes for Hire podcast. Uh, Big thank you, as always, to all our patrons over on Patreon. Alexander Williams, Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Ray Ging, Roisin Halley and Ryan Evanson. You guys all help keep the lights on. That's fantastic. Thank you so much. If you would like to join those fantastic people, go to patreon.com slash podcast or there's a link to that in the description. Um, the best way you can help the show is by telling one human being that we exist. Just the one. Or by rating us five stars and liking us and subscribing to us on iTunes or your podcast platform of choice. On the Spotify, I think it's pronounced. Spooty, that is the correct Dutch Spooty pronunciation, Spooty. yes. Yeah. Um, I'm Italian. Yes, you are. You are indeed. Um, <laughs> we're on all social medias. They're all linked in the description. You can email us at herefryer underscore at outlook.com if you have any questions or comments or any thoughts about this episode. Um, but other than that, is that about it, Connor? I think that's about it, Sean. So I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean Mead. I will see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.